lovelies, and welcome to another edition of LGBT in the Ring, your rainbow bastion for all things pro wrestling. I am your host, Brian Bell, here with you once again on the Outsports Podcast Network. And uh, I know sometimes when I come on the show, I uh, usually <laughs> tend to open by saying, it has been a week. Um, well, well, this week definitely lived up to that uh, little phrase there because uh, the past week the week we have coming up um, both are jam-packed and were jam-packed with plenty of stuff you know Um, Effie's Big Gay Brunch is back uh, in October as part of the the revamped and rescheduled and relocated collective up there in uh, Indianapolis Um, we also have a couple of Uncanny Attraction shows um, September 5th over on twitch.tv slash Go Professional Wrestling, and then September 9th, uh, they make their debut um, on independentwrestling.live, the live streaming aspect of independentwrestling.tv, um, two events that are sure to uh, impress. And then, of course, on f- this coming Friday, over on uh, NJPW World, Fred Rosser, uh, the former Darren Young, makes his debut in New Japan Pro Wrestling on uh, the first night of New Japan Pro Wrestling uh, Fighting Spirit Unleashed. So, yeah, a lot of moving and shaking uh, in the ring, Um, but we're here this week to talk about some stuff that happened outside of the ring. Uh, Most notably, um, someone who I think a lot of wrestling circles uh, did not have on their radar at all. Um, of course, I'm talking about award-winning uh, Baltimore drag queen Washington Heights, who on Monday uh, posted a series of tweets uh, with screenshots from uh, the Wikipedia page of her father, New Jack, um, where she basically like revealed that they haven't had any contact in a number of years and that New Jack... Um, unfriended her and and cut off communication with her because he didn't want um, for his fans to know that his child was a drag queen um, or was LGBTQ or, or gay. So yeah, uh, that lit up Twitter, uh, wrestling or otherwise. Um, and, and you know, I, I I really I reached out to Washington and um, she agreed to come on and tell her story about, you know, not just the the events from Monday, but also her relationship with her father uh, growing up, um, you know, where some of this disconnect between the two of them really comes from, and, you know, what what she wants to see happen in the future um, coming out of this, um, as well as, you know, the relationship between drag and wrestling, uh, because, you know, as we've as we on this show and many other places uh, within the LGBTQ pro wrestling have pointed out, not a lot of difference between the two worlds. A um, lot of crossover there. Um, but before we get to that, I do want to take a moment just to um, celebrate the life of someone that we lost. Um, a- actually, just earlier today from when I'm recording this, um, Casey Michael, the owner uh, and founder of the women's pro wrestling um news site, Squared Circle Sirens, um, unfortunately passed away at the age of 26 earlier today. And the outpouring online and from from the readers, from the other writers, from other editors, from wrestlers um, that have been pouring their hearts out for Casey's commitment to 
advocacy for women's pro wrestling and, and highlighting LGBTQ identities within pro wrestling as well. Um, it's, you know, I wish I had had the chance to really sit down and, and talk to Casey. Um, you know, we, you know, outside of a little bit of interaction online, not even really anything substantial. Like we really never cross paths that much, but um, I did look to that that site and and what Casey did with that site um, as an example to follow. You know, um, not just not just carving out your your own niche um, for coverage within this, but using that platform to promote change and, and promote um, higher profiles for frankly people within an industry that underserves them um, that wholeheartedly deserve those higher profiles and you know like I said well, I don't I did not have a a personal relationship with Casey but it still hurt me and, and it broke me um, a little bit to see that happen especially knowing the health issues that he had been experiencing um, over the past couple of years. Um, apparently even longer than that, you know. So, yeah, uh, rest in power to Casey Michael. Um, yeah. So, with that, um, let's get to our conversation with Washington Heights. All right, guys, gals, and non-binary pals, welcome back to LGBT in the Ring. And I have a very special guest this week, um, one that I think for a, a number of people within wrestling circles, at least, did, weren't aware of uh, 24 hours ago. And they've had a very interesting 24 hours, I would say, um, after um, officially becoming a Wikipedia editor and <laughs> letting the world know that... Um, <laughs> a longtime professional wrestler, or professional wrestler, New Jack, has a son who is, or rather, a child that is um, a a award-winning drag queen in the city of Baltimore. Uh, welcome to the show, Washington Heights. Washington, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. No, wait, I. Trust me, all the appreciation is over here. Like I, you're, as soon as I saw like your your story pop up on on my Twitter feed last night, I immediately felt I need to talk to you because this is just such an intriguing and, and interesting story. So, um, I don't know if you want to get into exactly what what happened last night in, in your post. Like you basically revealed um, everything, put everything out there for for the public to see. Um, did you want to get into what happened? Um, last night yeah so um pretty much it started actually with my facebook memories um so jerome or new jack my father and i used to be facebook friends and um he there was a post that came up on my memories yesterday that said to my son i love you so much and then i was like in a very bad mood yesterday so i shared that on facebook i was like well how funny is this like you know you unfriended me because you didn't want your fans to know about me and his excuse was um, Wikipedia contacted me to update my page and they wanted to add something about you. So I'm going to remove you from my profile so they won't add anything or see anything about you. 
And, you know, I was, like I said, I was in a bad mood and I was feeling petty. So I um, signed up to be a YouTube editor or not YouTube, Wikipedia editor. And I sure enough got on there <laughs> and went to his personal life section <laughs> and added the info about his children and me. So, mm -hmm. and then I, I, um, I shared it on Facebook and I took a screenshot of what I posted and put it on Twitter. And then I took a nap thinking like, you know, my five little followers are going to like that and then I'll keep it pushing. But I woke up from my nap and I think it had around 500 likes and like 50 retweets. And I was like, uh-oh, here we go. <laughs> so yeah, and then within a matter of hours, it was over a thousand likes, hundred retweets, and it kind of just spiraled from there. Mm. What was your initial reaction to seeing how people like latched on and started sharing your story? Um, I, so originally I didn't know what to expect. I thought I'd have a few friends who know me or like follow me and be like, Oh my God, yes, work, like do it. But, um, the crowd that like responded to it was very diverse. So we had a few like drag race girls respond to it, like Tatiana, Layla McQueen, James Mansfield, and then um, some Chicago Queens, Lucy Stuhl, she responded to it, and I was like, okay, so they like retweeted it and quoted it, and then I started getting all these follows and like comments from like wrestling fans, mainly queer wrestling fans, and then just like, I guess, reg regular wrestling fans who aren't queer, and they're like, oh, that's messed up, like, I can't believe New Jack would do that, and it just kind of like just kept growing from there. <laughs> That's interesting to me to hear that like there were a number of wrestling fans that like were saying that um, they, they wouldn't not necessarily they, they wouldn't see that something that that New Jack would do but that, that there was like this sort of surprise in the moment just because of like I guess like the myth of, of New Jack in pro wrestling circles that has been built up I and mean, he, he is a, 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 um, a figure within those circles that kind of has this sort of like some kind of legendary status and has a lot of like urban legends and tall tales about a lot of his exploits um, in, in the ring and everything. Um, did it surprise, did it surprise you to see those kind of reactions from like, like cishet wrestling fans? Um, it actually did because just me like being, I've been to some of his, I think I've been to one or two of his shows before. Um, and obviously I grew up around wrestling. I grew up around, playing sports in general before I started drag. And I even went to like WWE events. When I lived in Atlanta, I would go to like Raw and SmackDown and pay-per-views. Um, so just being around that like, that culture, like the hyper-masculine culture, I was expecting the worst, but I didn't get the worst. Like probably one out of every 30 or 40 comments would be like, well, you shouldn't be a drag queen or why are you putting his business out there? And for the most part, a lot of the people would, if there was a negative comment, a lot of people would jump down the other person's throat and be like, well, why are you supporting his actions? Like, how could you say that? So, um, yeah, I was very surprised, but um, thankful for the feedback and support I got from it. Yeah, if there's one thing that, that, that I've noticed, especially in queer wrestling circles online, like it's, it can be very supportive and people will definitely come to, to bat for people within the community or people, even people outside of the community that, you know, are allies or are making solid points about issues within it. So that's, that's really awesome to hear. Um, 
how you say that you you went to you've obviously had some relationship with wrestling growing up with with new jet being your father and you talk about going to events when you lived in atlanta um had you been in tune with like the wrestling community at all in in the last few years ahead of this or just a bit of a drop off not yeah i think honestly when i um probably when i went to college back in 2011 it kind of like fell off because like I didn't have cable TV, so I was never watching. I never had the pay-per-view events. Um, but yeah, it kind of like around 2011, 2012, my interest in wrestling kind of died off. Um, like I still followed like the bigger names that I grew up with, like John Cena, Triple H, Randy Orton, all them. Um, but yeah, it kind of dropped off and so I didn't really like know what was going on. But I also like kept up with his career on like Facebook and stuff, seeing that he was still doing appearances and he had a book come out and that stuff but for the most part wrestling was not a part of my life <laughs> for the past like nine or so years mm. so did it surprise you at all to see like this large amount of like queer wrestling uh fans and queer wrestlers also a number of queer wrestlers uh responded right. from what i saw as well did it surprise you to see like this this the size of that community whenever you did post this oh absolutely like i have a bunch of queer and drag queen friends in Baltimore and like some of them went to Wrestlemania and like would go to wrestling events when they come to town and so that kind of surprised me and so whenever I would mention New Jack or like he was my dad it's like well he's your dad I'm like yeah he's my dad blah 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 but um yeah it really did surprise me because I was like wow, I guess it's it's changed because when I was younger it wasn't this queer friendly or I didn't really know many queer people when I was younger so I guess it was kind of a surprise, but yeah, I was definitely taken back by how many, like just going through Twitter when you like scroll through like the people who follow you or retweeted, I saw a lot of like rainbow emojis in their bios. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wow, this is actually pretty awesome. <laughs> no, I mean, that's, it's been a, it's been a fun community to watch grow, I would say over the past five to 10 years. Um, and, and like I said before, like they, um, myself included, are very quick to support the people within their community whenever they need it. So I, I was not surprised at all to see the number of people and, and the size of the response to what you posted. Um, I, I guess my next question would be like, after after you saw the response and, and you've had like 20, about 24 hours or so, almost on the dot to think about it, um, what has been your, your major takeaway from, from just the past 24 hours of, of, of putting your story out there and seeing the response to it? Um, so I would say that even though this, this incident happened three years ago, mm -hmm. um, it's still nice to know that even though it was three years ago, people still care enough to mention him and be like, wow, that's not cool. Um, how could you think like that? But also not be surprised that he said it. Um, yeah, I it just, it's been just like really not overwhelming. It was overwhelming for the first few hours, but now it's kind of just like, it's just nice to see that people aren't just like trying to bash me or come at me and people are actually like understanding and saying that they're not going to be a fan of his, which by the way, I just want to make the disclaimer. I was not doing this to like cancel him, to bash him or anything. Like I didn't even tag him in the post. Um, I just said his name because I mean, if you say your dad, and a lot of a lot of my friends know my dad, like who he is, I just said New Jack from ECW, but so it just um, 
group in there. But yeah, I wasn't trying to bash him, but yeah, it's just, um, I guess I'm proud of doing it. Not like, I'm proud of like putting it out there because it's something that like, I'm an emotional person and for it to be like sitting on me, I'm one of those people who I need to write something down to get it off my mind. And for me to do that, I guess I feel better now that I said something. Because mm-hmm. that's one of those things that like, always I guess it was a trigger because like obviously seeing on Facebook memories or just anything mentioned about him I'm like ugh. but yeah it's just I'm still like trying to process it um and but yeah it's, I hope I answered your question I don't know it's kind of like went off oh, yeah. there but, <laughs> you're good <laughs> that works perfectly um I am curious have you has your uh has your father responded in in the time since you posted it well, he didn't respond to me directly. Okay. But let me pull up the screenshot that someone, I think one or two people tagged this or like retweeted one of my tweets last night. Apparently he did say, am I allowed to use profanity on here or not? Yeah, yeah, we're explicit. You're good. Okay. So he apparently did treat last tweet last night, I'll kill this motherfucker. And Twitter suspended his account because that goes against their policies. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming he has seen it, but um, he hasn't messaged me on Facebook. He hasn't messaged me on Instagram, on Twitter, or anything. So I guess he's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. heard that much, or so yeah. Did you? I mean, exp- Sorry. Oh yeah, no. I was expecting to wake up to like, at least like two or three text messages or a Facebook message, or even a voicemail cussing me out, but nothing's happened yet. Huh. That's interesting, actually, to hear that there hasn't been a direct, that he hasn't directly responded to you yet. Does that does that surprise you at all? Like, after that initial moment of, of expecting it and not having it, like, just knowing your father more intimately than, I say, the larger wrestling community does, like, does that surprise you? Yes and no. So he's kind of like, I get this from him where if like something pisses us off, we just brush it off and just like ignore it. But out of his children, I'm the one who's like, I wouldn't say given him the hardest time, but I'm the one who speaks up the most. Mm. And there has been times like, for example, when I was in high school, um, I asked him if I could have some money to get a letterman jacket for football and soccer. And, but I texted it to him and instead I was like at soccer practice and he called me. He was like, don't text me for money. Call me for money. So it's like certain things like that. Or like a couple of times my sister and I, when we lived together, um, would do something that he wouldn't like. And he would call us right away and like chew us out for it. So I'm surprised he didn't call me and chew me out. But he probably also doesn't have my number because his number has changed a few times. Um, And also I originally said we haven't talked in three years. I think that's false. It's probably been... A year and a half because he got a new number and he would text me randomly he'd probably say like two or three things then the conversation would die down um but yeah for the most part i am surprised that he hasn't said anything especially something like this that made him mad enough to say he'd kill me on twitter um but also at the same time i at this point nothing really surprised me with him anymore I'm curious about like what, like some of the the circumstance like not necessarily circumstances but just like the experiences that you had like previous to like the, the obviously three years ago whenever he like unfriended you on Facebook and the the dropping communication of the last 
one or two years that, that you spoke of. Like, what was it like um, growing up as New Jack's child? I'm just, that's just, I don't know. Like, for a lot of wrestling fans, like, just even thinking, like, they, they, always, they have this image of New Jack from just what you draw from the wrestling persona. And I'm, I'm just curious, like, what was it like um, kind of juxtaposing that to you know, Jerome Young for you? So he, from what I from what I can remember, he never really lived in Georgia full time because I was born in 1992, and that's around the time his career was starting. So I think he was in North Carolina a lot, and um, when he would come to town, he would we would go out like he'd pick me up from school sometimes, and we'd go get dinner. Honestly, he's taken me to Hooters more times than I to go. <laughs> um, even being like a little seven-year-old child, he'd pick me up and we'd go to Hooters. Um, yeah, it was just kind of like my mom would be like, oh, your dad's in town. You're going to go see him for the weekend. It wasn't, they never had like a custody battle over me. My mom always had full custody. And it was just like whenever he was in town and he had time, I would hang out with him. And so we'd like, whatever hotel he was staying at, I'd go see him. Um, he he did live in Atlanta for a short stint and I would go to his house, but like other times when he was traveling, I mean, he'd like bring me toys. I don't know if it was to like make up for him not being there all the time. Um, he did have a pay-per-view in Atlanta with, oh, I can't remember what the Federation was, but he had a pay-per-view in Atlanta. And I guess one of those perks of being his child was um, we got to the front of the building and security came out to get us and people were like, where do they get to go in? And they, they didn't say anything. So we like walked in. And so I got to go backstage, hang out, meet all the wrestlers before the match started, got to go into the ring, got free food, which was my favorite part. Um, sat ringside, um, got to just watch them do all like the pre stuff, like the green screen filming. And yeah, just, I mean, we sat ringside. I got, I got to go in the ring during the pay-per-view um it wasn't like it wasn't like yay he's my dad blah 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 it was just like oh it's great to see him because like once i got older our relationship like died off more and more mm -hmm. um but it was pretty much just like he'd come to town we'd go to dinner hang out for a little bit yeah um, yeah and then like in high school uh, we had a falling out because I don't, I don't even remember, honestly, we just got into, I just know we, it always ends up with us getting into an argument mm. and me being the stubborn one saying just like, no, like I remember one time he came to my high school when I was at football practice and he was with my sister. My sister texted me to warn me that they were coming because I didn't know he was in town. And um, I saw him in the stands during practice and I'm a very talkative person and I got quiet and everyone's like, what's wrong with you? And I told one of the coaches I was my dad and I didn't want him here. So they had him leave. And so he got really pissed about that. So then that's what started one thing. And then when I was in college, probably like my first or second year of college, we got into another argument. So back in like 2011, 2012 is when we had a falling out. Mm -hmm. And then like a really big falling out. And we didn't talk for probably five, six years. And because it was always like with him saying, oh, I have a show near you. Because I lived in Savannah. Hmm. And it all turned into him saying, like, I have a show near you. Maybe I can stop and see you. But he never stopped and saw me. 
or he would ask if I could like drive and meet him somewhere and just with me being in school I couldn't um and then we reconnected around 2017 and um it was just like he would post pictures of myself my older sister Brandy and one of my younger sisters Ashley I haven't met the other ones apparently I have a younger sister named April and there's the youngest one's a boy I don't even know his name um but he would post pictures of us on his Facebook saying like oh I'm so proud of my children blah 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 and then I think that's around what started our last falling out was posting me and then his fans would add me and then I was getting into drag and then he saw that I was doing that so that's what led to him just like I'm gonna have to remove you now mm. so for the most part it wasn't like like it was cool that he was my dad but it wasn't like I'm not gonna go like I don't know get a tattoo to my forehead that he's my dad you know because yeah. also in those times of him like getting mad at me and my sister he also had tattoos of our names on his arms that he got covered up so it was like mm. do you really love us or like what's going on or like what version of you am I going to get am I going to get like oh I miss you or I just happen to be in town and I want to see you or what so it was it was all over the place <laughs> <laughs> So you you say that like you're that that he started getting into or started understanding like seeing that you were getting into drag around 2017 whenever um y'all reconnected and people started following you based off of those posts was that um the first time that that he like recognized um your like LGBTQ identity or was that something that had come up previously had you like come out to him beforehand or um, I never really came out to him because I had kind of not a traumatic experience, but it wasn't like ideal for me. Like I came out to my mom and then when I was in high school, my older sister Brandy moved in with us. Um, and I came out to my sister and then I think it either had to do with my grandmother, his mother saying, making a comment about thinking I was gay. And he asked my sister and my mom if it was true, but he never asked me if it was true. Mm. And so that rubbed me the wrong way. And I was like saying, I told them, I was like, if he has a question, just he can ask me instead of asking them. And then the only time prior to this past time that he like said something negative about just, or just like addressed me being gay, um, he got into, like we got into an argument and then he said something to me and my sister along the lines of, um, you're ungrateful, and then I don't want to talk to you and your fucking gay brother. So that was like the only other times we've talked about it. So there's never really been a direct conversation between you two about it? Yeah, we've never had the, hey, I'm gay. It was kind of just like, he knew it. He said something negative the one time, so I never wanted to talk about it again with him. And then once we became friends on Facebook again, once I was in college, he kind of like realized it. But yeah, we've never, to my to my memory, have never had a full conversation addressing it or anything. I mean, I don't necessarily want to like put you in a place where like you're trying to get inside your father's head. But like, is there any like reasoning that you could see for for him to want to distance himself? from 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 you as like a drag 
as in terms of like your, your drag identity and, and being out there, especially whenever you've been so successful at it. Right. Yeah. Um, I think it was just, he never really realized I was a drag queen until he became my Facebook friend again back in like 2016 or 17. And I honestly think it was a lot for him to handle because here I am, I'm like six foot three, like 240 pounds, like built like him. Um, and I think it caught him off guard and like, I'm not going to put any words in his mouth, but yeah, I think it just caught him off guard and he didn't know how to handle it. And, um, once his Facebook friends were adding me, he just like, it's not that he didn't want to be associated with me. He just didn't know how to, he didn't know how to do damage control. I'm assuming he didn't know how to do damage control and his way, which is the way I think too, is to just block it off and move on. So yeah, that, I think that's probably what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't want to entirely focus on on the negative here because there's plenty of positive to talk about you specifically. Like like you mentioned in what you added to uh, your father's Wikipedia page, um, you are an award-winning drag queen in the Baltimore drag community. Um, you've won multiple awards. Like I think it was like best host. You won drag drag performer of the year. Like I, I'm curious, like what drew you to drag and and what kind of brought you into that community? Um. So I've always been into like dressing up and performing. Um, and so when I lived in Savannah, I worked at a gay club, Club One, and I would work the nights, I worked in the kitchen, which was right next to where they did the drag shows. And I was like, oh, this looks fun. I could do this, like I wanna try this. And then I moved to Baltimore and they had, they had a drag show every semester. And one year I was like, oh, this is easy, I can do it. And one of the queens was like, all right, well, next semester you're doing the show. And I was like, uh, fuck. Um, yeah, so I ended up doing the show once as just like a joke. And then at the first show, another queen was like, well, if you want to have a show you can do. And I was like, okay, I guess I'll do another show. And it was one of those things I just did like once every other month. And then once I like got serious about it, um, like I said, I started hosting my own show back in 2017 and I still have a show. It's it's called Throwback Thursday at Grand Central Nightclub and it won Best Drag Show in 2018 and then also this year, 2020. Um, but yeah, I just found opportunities, started getting better at it, didn't look as busted as I used to, learned how to walk in heels. But yeah, I just started performing and I just, I found a group of friends who like helped me grow and helped me become better instead of being this like, want to be Instagram queen who just like gets pretty for people online. So yeah, mm. it was, this has been a long time, but it's, it's my career now and it's what I do. And so the one thing when like people bash it, like in the comments I saw, they're like, well, why would you be a drag queen? Like you just dress up as a woman and get paid for it. I'm like, do you not realize like this pays my rent, this pays my student loans, this pays my groceries, this pays for everything that I do now. So it's not just, a gay person dressing up as a woman. It's how I make a living. It's my career. So it's, it's just grown from me talking shit and wanting to do it to actually doing it full time now. It's interesting that, that, that you, there are people out there like just basically saying like drag is just a, a 
man dre- like dressing up as a woman like it's so much more <laughs> oh like, absolutely yeah um that's just bewildering I, that will always frustrate and astound me that people will still have that opinion of it um even as we move forward and it starts to become like so much more like normalized and so much more like um i guess accessible to to audience to mainstream audiences in the way that it has um and to that note with with the rise of um queer wrestling circles over the past few years there's also been um a lot of uh critique of her wrestling and its similarities to drag as well um i know like notable writers and and um other drag performers and specifically the the nobodies in in brooklyn like they have been on the forefront of like looking at drag as wrestling and wrestling as drag um like for you like being around both you have you've been around both cultures in some way you know maybe not like necessarily the like in wrestling locker rooms but like you've been around wrestling you've been around drag do you see those like so, sort of similarities as well oh absolutely like with drag queens especially now that it's mainstream you can see it on like vh1 or um like so you have rupaul's drag race you have dragula um being like accessible to like main like pop culture and just like everyday life people expect you to have pretty flashy outfits they expect you to like look your best perform your best and like for wrestling i mean wrestlers go through changes every so often to like like either rebrand their character go from the good guy to the bad guy um they have flashy outfits some of their outfits are more flashy than like drag queens outfits that i've seen and like i mean they make themselves look their best like some of the wrestlers like the guys they'll wear makeup the girls obviously will wear makeup and like they'll spend they probably spend just as much time getting ready to perform as we do so it's I mean, it's the same thing. It's like you travel to different cities. You're there to, like, wrestling is entertainment. It's not just a sport. Like, and there might be some wrestling fans out there who get mad at this, but wrestling, like the ring wrestling, like WWE, ECW, it is real wrestling, but it's entertainment wrestling. To me, real wrestling is what you do at the Olympics when you have the mat and you have to pin them. And I don't know all the terms, but that's real wrestling. Like, world wrestling entertainment. You have to remember entertainment. There's a storyline. There's a flow of the show. There's a set order for how things work. There's lights. There's music. There's everything. So it's, I mean, it's pretty much just the same, except for drag queens don't touch each other <laughs> when we're performing. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, that, I also saw a lot of those comments, like, online. They're like, I don't know why people will hate on a drag queen. It's pretty much all the same. So, yeah, it's, it's we're, we're the same. <laughs> <laughs> Do you see yourself now having, like, this, this, influx of uh wrestlers and wrestling fans like following you after the what over after everything that's happened in the past day um do you see yourself like kind of maybe feeling a pull back to that wrestling world or is that just something that you feel like that that door is shut and you don't necessarily want to revisit at all Uh, i'm always open to new things like i said drag is always changing just like wrestling like i have to update my character every so often with new things. Um, it's definitely something I take into consideration because I think on Twitter I've gained like over a thousand followers just from this post. Um, wow. And like I said, I'm a big person, like I'm 6'3", two, 200, however many pounds. Um, and so I played, like I said, I played football in high school. So they called me like the linebacker queen. 
And so, I mean, that's just one more thing for me to like embrace my size and use it to my advantage. Um, so I think the, there will probably be a way once like, obviously with the pandemic going on, we're not doing a lot of shows in person, but to like market myself better, I would definitely find a way to like, not do a wrestling themed show, but just like find a way to incorporate both crowds and mm -hmm. show people that like, you can be a drag queen, you can like wrestling, you can support one thing, you can support the other thing. Um, maybe make a number of, out of it, find some music that goes with wrestling and drag and find a way to make money off of that. So, I mean, yeah. we'll see what happens, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely. And like, there's already like companies that are popping up that, that have started to embrace the drag, it, the, the connection between drag and pro wrestling. You have like companies like Uncanny Attractions that runs like in the New York, like they, they regularly feature drag performers on their shows. You have, um, you know, events like Paris is bumping that Billy Dixon is putting on coming up, marrying like ballroom and, um, and pro wrestling. So like, you're definitely starting to see this bleed over between traditional, like queer nightlife culture and, and, and like queer communities blending into this world of pro wrestling as well and finding their, their niche in it. So yeah, I'd say like if if that was something that you were open to, I would. It's definitely a possibility of some some form of connection. But you know, I definitely understand like based off of of your past, like your past relationship with wrestling through everything. Like if if that was um, something that was maybe a little bit reticent for you to to kind of just not necessarily jump back into, but like just you know ease back into uh, embracing in that way. Oh yeah, I I would totally do. It. I've always loved wrestling. I think my favorite part of wrestling, as a kid, was um, thinking what my entrance music would be, or like how I would enter the ring. And like obviously, since I'm a big personality, I would have lots of fireworks, lots of explosives. I'd have all the light display. I'd have <laughs> smoke and all this. So, um, but yeah, I would I would totally find a way to like work myself back into it. Awesome. Well. Um... Anybody listening out there that wants to get some, a good infusion of drag in their wrestling, you know where to go now. There you go. <laughs> Washington Heights, Instagram underscore Washington Heights. <laughs> um, well, as we wind down here to hear Washington, I, I, I'm curious, like, what, um, what would you say would be like the, the major takeaway from all that's happened that you would want to carry with you going forward from this experience, not necessarily like in the next day or two, but like down the line, like what, what do you think this has said to you and what you've internalized? Um, well, first think about your actions. <laughs> um, <laughs> do I regret posting anything? Do I regret editing his Wikipedia page? Absolutely not. Because it's like I said, that is my father. We are both stubborn and petty. And I mean, I still thought it was funny. I knew it would get taken down because I might be an official, an official editor, but I don't, I didn't have all the sources that I needed. Um, I think I would just take away, it's like, be prepared for like, uh, like clapbacks from people, like responses from people. Um, like from watching RuPaul's Drag Race, RuPaul always says, don't read the comments. And the first thing I did was read all the comments. Um, but I'm I'm good at brushing things off or like responding with like a 
like a clap back to them. So just, I guess, obviously this is probably not going to go away anytime soon because I'm not deleting the tweets. Um, so, I mean, I'm prepared for it. I just have to prepare myself for anything and everything that could possibly come my way. Like if he ever reaches out to me, which I'm expecting, but I'm also not expecting, um, I'm ready to have a mature conversation with him about it. Um, also to those listening out there, if you have kids who are different, embrace them. Like don't push them off. It might not be something you're used to. Um, but just like listen to your children. Like, I mean, that's all I wanted him to do was just like, listen. And it's one of those things where it's like, like I said, we never had the conversation about me being gay, like one-on-one. And it's one of those things where like, I have this mindset of if I talk to you normally and you don't respond, I would do anything and everything to get a reaction out of you just so you address what's going on and you stop ignoring it, which is what I did. So like I said, I'm ready for anything that comes my way at this point. I have thick skin. I have a stubborn personality, so I'm ready for anything. But yeah, just I'm excited to see where this is going to go. Like I've had a lot of people reach out to me to already just for like interviews and talking and just collaborating in some way so it's i'm excited to see what's going to happen so hopefully mm. not bad. hopefully he doesn't <laughs> no i mean i i would have to say like the majority of the response so far i think is definitely very positive and and you know i'm i'm just happy that you were able to, to put yourself out there in that way and to be able to to speak to that because like like you said like a, a number of uh queer people have that experience of like that that projection um mm-hmm. from family friends and, and that sort of anybody really that they're close with um from time to time and sometimes just be having someone else tell a story that is similar to theirs can help them deal with it so and, and especially whenever it comes with such a high profile person as as your father in this way so <laughs> like yeah. i that it still is i don't know in some ways i'm still a little bewildered with everything that that's happened but obviously that's an understatement compared to like what what you've experienced through all of this so um it's been great to talk to you is there any any last um like thoughts about everything that you'd like to put out there or think we've yeah i have like (laughs) two things one um i think my biggest thing is if like like i said getting a reaction out of him I just want him to be proud of me. Even if he's lying about it, lie to me. Tell me you're proud so I can never talk about it again. Look, if you lie to me and just tell me something good to make me feel better, I will never bring it up again. I would, I'm not going to say I'll never be petty, but just make it seem like you care. Instead of like, my biggest thing was he just cut me off and I was like, I don't want my fans or Wikipedia to know about you. And to me, that's like, so you'd rather protect your image and what your fans think than to than protect how I feel. So like, again, I just want him just to be proud or just like see I'm doing well. Um, And like, I didn't do it to put him on blast or to cancel him because I know cancel culture is big right now. I didn't do any of this to cancel him. It's just, it was on my mind. I wanted to say it. I'm not, I didn't mean any, like harm with this and so like anything that he's said and done before is not as is, this isn't as bad as anything that he said or done before so yeah do i regret posting it 
no. Am I ready to have a mature conversation with him and discuss this? I would. So I just want people to know, one, support your children. Tell me proud of them, even if you don't, don't mean it. Just don't tell it to their face. And two, just like be an adult. <laughs> and I just don't want anything to get twisted and people think I did this like with malicious intent. So yeah, that's about it, really. Yeah, that your statement there does bring up a, a uh, like a follow up question for me though for for that. Um, you know, you spoke about basically his rationale being that he didn't want his his fans to know about that 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 his child was a was a drag queen um and one of the prevailing narratives that we've seen with with his wrestling career is that this the idea of new jack taking precedent over like the person jerome young in a lot of ways especially in the way that he presents himself publicly did you feel like like that separation um is there for for him in terms of like what he puts more importance on like new jack compared to to jerome young um yes because just like like i said how wrestling and drag are similar like me as washington is completely different from me as kyle as a boy so kyle doesn't make me money washington makes me money and so like when I'm online, I'm under the name Washington Heights or if I'm in person under the name Washington Heights, I have to think about, like I think about my image, I have to think about what I say, what I do, um, especially now with like, you can barely take a breath without people getting offended. And so, yeah, I think he still has like, it just seems like he wanted to like, not keep the two separate, but maybe he felt like it would, hurt his image in mm. some way and he just like i said earlier he just didn't know how to explain it or accept it because he wasn't used to it because he wasn't a part of my life for a long time um yeah maybe he will hear this and will reach out to me and we can talk about it um but i mean i like i said i do understand where he was coming from but then i also he has to understand where i'm coming from too yeah like, we're both entertainers we both have a name that makes us money so it's just if you have a question just ask that's like that's my biggest thing if you're confused about something there's always a chance to learn so yeah yeah and i think that's honestly i think what the best outcome of this whole situation is for for you two to reconnect and and for there to be a learning experience there and i think myself and along with a number of people within wrestling and outside of wrestling circles are, are hoping that that's the ultimate outcome from this whole situation for you, Washington. Um, really appreciate you sitting down with me. Let everybody know where they can find you online and any uh, upcoming events you might have. Um, so you can follow me on Instagram at underscore Washington Heights. Um, and then Facebook, my page is Washington Heights dash drag queen because apparently I have the same name as a neighborhood in New York and that's already taken. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so right now I'm doing um, online shows during COVID. I'm doing online shows on Facebook every Wednesday. Um, but if you're around the Baltimore, D.C. area, just check my Instagram or Facebook. I might be doing shows in person now. Actually, I do have a show coming up in person. I lied about this. Um, <laughs> September 19th, October 3rd, and October 17th, I will be at Power Plant Live in Baltimore. 
uh, we have a drag brunch. It's socially distanced. It's outdoors. It fits up to 150 people, I believe. Um, so if you just Google Power Plant Live Drag Brunch, October 3rd and 17th. Yeah, the September one sold out. But yeah, get your tickets. Come see us. It's a lot of fun. We can talk about new Jack and do shots. So yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a blast. Thanks, Washington. All right. Thank you. My thanks once again to Washington Heights for coming on the show and telling her story and being so open and honest about everything um, there in that conversation. Be sure to follow her on Instagram uh, at underscore Washington Heights and on Twitter at Washi Heights, uh, W-A-S-H-Y Heights. Um, and especially because, you know, I didn't know this whenever we were chatting but a few hours after we wrapped up our conversation, um, it was announced that um, Washington Heights is going to be part of Paris's bumping in the uh, Lip Sync Goddess category, which I guess another cat out of the bag, us here at LGBT in the Ring, are sponsoring that category for the show. So it's all very serendipitous and, and small world-esque um, here in, in the world of LGBT in the Ring. It's It was a very interesting uh it's a very interesting Tuesday, <laughs> I will say. Um, but we're more than happy to... We were already happy to sponsor the show, but being able to sponsor um, a segment that features someone with uh, the story that Washington has, and especially like coming back to wrestling really for the first time ever and bringing your your drag uh, expertise to it, like, outstanding. Cannot wait. Uh, this makes me more excited for the event, personally. Um, also, uh, should note, uh, I did a, just to touch on something from the interview there, um, I did some digging and reached out to Twitter, um, about the, uh, the tweet that Washington brought up, um, from her father, or that was, uh, screenshotted from her father's, uh, Twitter account and was, uh, sent to her in the replies, um, I don't believe, from what I've gathered, I can't, I couldn't confirm that New Jack sent uh, that message or, or or that he tweeted that message in response to everything. Well, what I do know is that um, I, I believe that that was taken from a tweet that he sent in response to Logan Paul in mid-August um, as he, from what I've gathered, there were no tweets past August 14th and his account, uh, according to Twitter, has been permanently suspended, uh, though they would not confirm the date that that decision was made. So there's, I'd say there's a fairly good chance that that um, Washington's post did not elicit uh, threats of violence from her father, which is a positive development from this. Um, I Once again, I cannot confirm that, but signs point to that being the case. So at least... We don't have that on the table. Uh, still, there hasn't been any um, response from uh, New Jack publicly or privately anywhere else. So um, we'll see how this th whole situation works out. But uh, regardless, um, power to Washington for, for telling her story and uh, putting herself out there and earning a uh, whole lot of new followers on her journey through drag and through life and through identity. It's amazing. It's a awesome journey. Um, but that's going to do it for us here uh, this week on LGBT in the Ring. 
Uh, but before we go, we do have to say thank you to some people that helped make this show as awesome as it is, starting with uh, Daniel Quasar. The Progress Pride flag designed by Daniel Quasar is a product of Progress Initiative. You can find out more at quasar.digital. And of course, big thank you to Sarah and the Safe Word for our show's theme song, Formula 666. That's off the album Red Hot and Holy. You can find them on Twitter at STSWBand, and you can check out their music on Spotify and Bandcamp at sarahinthesafeword.bandcamp.com. And of course, for all the best in current and classic independent pro wrestling, hop on over to independentwrestling.tv. You get live events, all the top independent promotions of of today, as well as a number of uh, top, as well as some uh, very interesting... uh, not necessarily obscure, but lesser-known uh, independent promotions um, that are always fun to check out. So, but and of course, if you use our promo code LGBT Ring Pod, you get a five-day free trial over there. So either use promo code LGBT Ring Pod or visit tinyurl.com/iwtvlgbt. Sign up for your five-day free trial and check out some awesome pro wrestling. Sign up in time for September 9th so you can check out that Uncanny show whenever they make their live debut on independentwrestling.tv. It's always fun. It's great. A um, whole bunch of stuff there for you to check out. Um, but not any more of this show for you to check out. We are done for the week. Um, but, of course, until we meet again, stay messy, wash your hands, and gargle and Wakanda forever. Everybody's ready to die. Everybody's ready to die. If they didn't see it coming from the top of the bridge, you made a deal with the demon so a lover could commit. When the moon is high and the devil is driving the stick, it's the formula 666.